Yes, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Sunday Forum uh, here at WMNF 88.5 in Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. And today we have me and Mobili on. Walter is running a little bit late, but he will be in shortly. Mobili, how's it going? It's going okay. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, A lot went on this week. Uh, The big... Headline this week was Kanye West. 
<laughs> and his <laughs> interview with uh, the um, what what is the name of that that show? Drink Champs. Drink Champs. Yeah. Where he talked about so many things, but one of the things he talked about was George Floyd. Yeah, and he angered a lot of people saying George Floyd was killed not by the cop, but by, because he was on fentanyl, mm-hmm. a street drug, yeah. which is an old racist trope. Yes. And it turns out that uh, he just made it, he's done a lot of interviews since then where he's used a lot of racist tropes, including anti-Jewish tropes. Yeah, he kept bringing that up during, yeah. during the interview most of the time. It was either Jews or Kim. Jews, Kim. It, it was... It was just a constant back and forth. Um, people are, I mean, I know when he was on Pierce Morgan, uh, you know, he expressed concern for him. He said and he, he got angered. Little, yeah, he was a little, he was, he was sorry that he might have hurt some feelings maybe. Uh, no, he said it sarcastically. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> He was really laughing and, and he didn't mean it. No. And he had, and Piers Morgan had to drag it out of him. Right. And uh, then Piers Morgan started praising him after that small. Oh, I know. I, I thought concession, it was. Yeah. Which right. is dangerous to do something. And it turns out that he's losing endorsements, uh, major endorsements, people, businesses that doesn't want to work with him anymore. It turns out that this was all a business trip that he's on. Right. Kanye is trying to buy the right wing website called Parlor, which is owned by Candace Owens's husband. Husband, exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's been on her own, uh, you know, tirade. They've been working here. together, trying to yeah. gaslight the world, gaslight mm-hmm. the nation right. for money, for business. But yeah. it's dangerous. It's a dangerous arena to play in. And he also said on Drink Champs that he's going to be running in twenty twenty four. I'm like, yeah, but. <laughs> That's not a surprise. He tried to run before. Yeah. He doesn't stand for anything. He doesn't represent anybody. Nope. Nope. Just himself. And, uh, you know, I I honestly, I don't like Kim Kardashian, but I feel very sorry for her that she was with him. And I mean, she made her own choices. Yeah. But uh, hopefully, you know, soon uh, he'll uh, get his stuff together. But uh, yeah, he lost uh, a major business. Uh, with Balenciaga Fashion House it's cut ties with him uh, this uh, of course came after several offensive comments that Ye as he's called now mm-hmm. made yeah he did change his name I forgot about that right yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so, he's lost that the Balenciaga Fashion House uh, deal that he had he collaborated mm-hmm. in several areas with Balenciaga and his artistic director and that label has also had an active relationship with Kim Kardashian, <laughs> who has appeared in their advertising campaigns and credits her former husband with introducing her to the brand, but now he's lost it. Mm. And if he keeps running his mouth, he's going to lose some more. Right. Well, and I don't see him stopping anytime soon. Um, well, he's come a long way from after Katrina when he said George Bush doesn't like black people to it sounds like Kanye West doesn't like black people yeah. or Jewish people or anybody else. <laughs> Definitely. Except for sure. himself. <laughs> for sure. And now in the studio, we have the host, Walter. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. <laughs> not for Kanye West. <laughs> no, not for Kanye West, no. Wow. Yeah. Who told y'all I could talk about Kanye West anyway? I didn't I did not sanction talking about Kanye West on this show. <laughs> Man, let me tell you something, dude. I, what 
what can we say? What can we say, bro? I mean, listen. So, yeah. so he's lost it. That's this, what. That yeah, dangerous racist. He's dangerous. Lost it, man. And 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 I, I watched the video. Which one, Drink Champs or the one with Pierce Morgan? <laughs> I'm or, not sure. What or Cuomo? <laughs> I have no idea what that was. I saw it, it was a look at a press conference. Right. Right. Oh Lord, here it goes. <laughs> Lights are going off right now. Yeah. yeah. So so hold hold your hold your comments, guys. Hold a second. Hold a second. Hold a second. Um, th- you know what he said um, was. I don't know exactly how to how to characterize it, you know. Well, he said a lot of things. So you got to be specific. <laughs> and, 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 well, well, no. With regard to um, George Floyd, that was crazy as hell. Mm-hmm. Who's? I mean, what? Yeah. The whole world saw what happened. So I, I, you know, all of a sudden now he's a, he's the conspiracy theorist now, the uh, extraordinaire uh, right. that can say. Well, if you take a look at it, his knee wasn't even on his neck. Like Are you that. serious? So we're gonna we're gonna sit here and listen to this jerk talk about uh, uh, a knee on somebody's neck on on George Floyd's neck after the whole world saw it. Now the whole world saw it. Video doesn't lie, mm-hmm. right? The whole world saw it, and then all of a sudden we're supposed to just like it's a Jedi mind trick. We didn't see his knee on the neck, and everybody's supposed to say we didn't see the knee on his neck. Right. I mean, what what the hell is that? Honestly, you know what? I think all of this is due to Pete Davidson. It, he's just upset because Kim got with him. <laughs> Dude, where's I mean, but what? Okay, so Pete Davidson, big deal. <laughs> uh, you know, up until fairly recently, I didn't even know that was his name. <laughs> what Pete Davidson? I've seen Pete Davidson, and so I, I mean, he's that ridiculously dumb to me. That, that, yeah, that, me I too. Mean, you heard me, Pete Davidson. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, come on, man. He has no significance at all. He doesn't, but I mean, Except he got his family. I, I, yes, I mean, he, he got with Kim, so yo, to and, 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 let, and so so let me let me just make this comment. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> let me just make this comment. Mm-hmm. PSA: Don't mess with the kid, with the Kardashian family, man. Do not date any of those girls. <laughs> if you t- if they touch you, something bad's gonna happen, bro. <laughs> But they're cash cows. They have ruined every man. <laughs> They've ruined every single man that's ever, except for, eh, except maybe Ray J. Oh, God. what? Every, Ray J? Ray every, J, did you, have you seen what Ray J's been doing? Are you serious? I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even say Are Ray you J's serious? Name. I shouldn't even say Ray, Ray J. Ray J is a hot mess. And he's, he's still on Kim. Don't even give me okay. started. Okay, all right. So, so okay. <laughs> so, we'll, so uh, excuse me. I'm so sorry, Miko. <laughs> we will go ahead and we will include him in that list. Yeah, do. So, Ray J, so all of them now, everybody, officially according to you, Miko, everybody now who's ever gotten in contact with the Kardashians has been ruined. Every man, okay, every wait, single man. Wait a minute. No, wait. There is one. The, the basketball player. Um, Lamar Odom. He was ruined no, too. No, man. no, no, not him. No. The one from the from the one from the Suns. Uh, B- Booker. B- is that his name? Which one did he date? Okay, I missed that. Sorry. One. What? <laughs> Which one did he date? Uh, Ky- uh, Kendall. Kendall. Yeah, Kendall, the basketball player. <laughs> Come on, you guys know what I'm talking about. Man, listen. His man. name is Booker. His last name is Booker. 
His mom is white. His dad is black. He's got, I don't know, three, four you sisters. Just, you just, you just no, described I'm, about half the dudes <laughs> <laughs> that's been with, Kim, with the, any Kardashian sister ever in life. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, just wait. If, if it hadn't happened, it will. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, point being, you know, come on, man. This is, there's so much stuff going on in the world right now. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. Yeah. And stuff going on in our community right now. Uh-huh. That literally, this is a distraction. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they have atomic bombs. Right. Close to it. <laughs> but it's not like they have atomic bombs. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I mean, you know, they probably have contributed to gentrification in some way. But, and certainly colonization. Mm-hmm. But the point, the, the, the point being that these types of things that we are witnessing, that we are that we are spending time on nationally, mm-hmm. right, are so minute in the grand scheme of everything that's going on right now. I mean, we got some idiot guy in Russia right now that's talking about nuclear war. Okay, and and, and we're talking and and in our own backyard, in our own backyard, mm. we have communities that are that we're losing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But we're concerned overall with this ridiculousness that Kanye West is talking about. Oh, trust me, I'm not concerned. No, 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 no. I'm not. And, and understand, I I get it. I get it. I mean. But I'm glad I'm glad that you guys brought it up because yeah, people it needs to his, be said. Yeah, people are concerned about his mental man, health. Man, listen, let that man. So what? <laughs> he crazy as hell. So we all know that. We and we keep saying it week after week after week. He crazy as hell. So okay, we know he's crazy. So why the hell we keep talking about? Him? Well, I think the, the George Floyd crazy, thing crazy was real. I mean, was a real unfortunate thing to bring up because a lot of people were in the crazy. streets. A lot of people went into the streets behind that. And I would not like to see the cops try to use what Kanye West said as a way of getting Derek Chauvin what he did out was of dangerous. prison. Well, now what he's he getting did was sued. Dangerous. Now he's getting sued by the by, by the by former George family. For family. But, but so. for family, yeah, he, they should. He should be. Yeah, they should. With his dumb ass. That, that's that's just dumb. Derek Chauvin was convicted too. Like yeah. that, that was a thing yeah. that happened, and they're acting like. Derek Chauvin wasn't convicted. Like everything wasn't proven. We all saw the video. It's been to trial. It's been to court. It's been decided. Exactly. Yeah, he just, uh, I don't know what to say about Kanye anymore, but uh, clearly he's dangerous. Stranger they, things have happened. You know, so. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. I mean, we see that right here in the state of Florida, right? right. With our voted, with our, uh, our returning uh, our returning citizens mm-hmm. having their rights uh, put before, after the people voted, putting their rights before, That's right. you mm-hmm. know, and the video in front of everybody in the legislature know to do that. That's crazy, man. The, it, so, so we saw we saw this week where the 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 backlash, uh, and we're still seeing backlash from the videos that that we witnessed, where uh, Adolf Adolf DeSantis has gone off and <laughs> put out. Right, <laughs> Mussolini um, went out and had his secret Gestapo militia go out and arrest 
these people for voting. It was, yeah. How many did was it? There was like five of them. About five of them, mm-hmm. and, and there are more to come. Like there were twenty okay. arrests. <laughs> so 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 watch this. Watch this. Here we are approaching November eighth. If let, let me let me just say this. I I don't know what it's gonna take for y'all to see what is so wrong. This is wrong. What is wrong with this? This is really wrong. I mean, and 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 he's in this. He's going to come for you. If you think, if you think for one instant that he's not going to come for you because you are fool enough, uh, you're lulled by the spell of Leviathan to go out there and uh, support this this guy. You know, I'm not telling you who to vote for, really. Um, but I can tell you that there's something wrong, man. When you got you got people, that many people, that think that this this is okay, and they can live under a government, just a sovereign state government that, or state government is supposed to be sovereign, that is supposed to um, function in a way where you have a a militia that just fifty some years ago was beating people on the shores of Jacksonville and Miami for. Going to the beach, but beating black people for that. I mean, and he's going to reenact it and put them out to go and stop you from voting. Y'all don't see anything wrong with that. Oh, yeah, like, I see something really wrong with that. <laughs> but, uh, I mean. Florida, Florida, really, honestly, I, I just got to say, something got to happen. And this man does not need to be. I'm telling you, this man does not need to be on Gain Street. He does not need to be in, in on Tallahassee in the, in the governor's mansion. I'm telling you right now, he doesn't need to be there. I'm telling you, we are in a mess right now, a real mess. And there is going to be some serious backlash. Do not, and this is me saying this. This is Walter Smith saying this. This isn't anybody else saying it. This is Walter Smith saying it. Please watch that video and please tell me that you you watch all the other videos and Google every damn thing else you want to Google and you can't video and Google this. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. You worry about Kanye West, huh? You better worry about uh, uh, this jerk here, man. I'm telling you, we got we got some problems. We got some serious problems. November eighth, you got a chance to change it. You got a chance to change it November eighth. I'm trying to tell you. So, you know, whatever you got to do, whatever you got to do. I mean, me, I'm telling you right now, I'm likely to get a passport, man. For real. I'm going to get mine renewed. I'm out. Something. I, I cannot I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I cannot do this. Well, the, one of the arrests was thrown out. So hopefully that's going to be the God. beginning of the end to all of this mess. Which one was thrown out? The, uh... One of the twenty men. Um, let Let's see. They name him. I think it was Robert Lee Wood. Robert Lee Wood. Uh, the judge threw that out down in Miami. Hmm. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad because that, that those are some really sad scenes, man. Those are some really sad scenes. And I, you know, we're, we're today. One of the things that we're going to be talking about today is we, we, like we spoke about last week is the issue of prison reform 
And we've spoken about this issue of mass incarceration before. And it wasn't just one time before. We had a whole series on the issue. And we did that several times. This time, we're, we're talking about what's happening now with regard to something very similar and, and what's happening in the prisons, not just the ref, not just the the fact that people are disproportionately, that black people and brown people are disproportionately being put in prison. No. What we're talking about now is what's happening to the people that are behind bars. What are the conditions that are there? What are uh, what, what we can do to change those conditions? Then looking at the, the issue of uh, solutions regarding the school-to-prison pipeline. What are some of the solutions? We've had that conversation before, but, you know, I think I think we need to take a deeper dive. Mm-hmm. We, take, we need to take, a, I mean, a very, very much deeper dive on this issue. Well, I do um, have something, sorry. I do have something to tell you. Your guest for that conversation is on the line. Oh, this is nice to know. <clears throat> Thank you very much. And is is this is this Fred? No, Fred it's, it, it'll be Tracy. It's Tracy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, all right, Tracy. Oh, sorry. You want me to let's put bring, her on? Let's the, bring Tracy okay. on. Tracy, you're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning. How are you, Tracy? Good, how, how are you? Good. All right. I am going to preface this call with I am currently sitting in a prison parking lot waiting to be allowed to go in for visitation but I am sure I have quite a bit of time left. It's always a slow process. Okay. All right. All right. So how are you doing this morning? Everything okay? I am good. All right. All right. Spend a few hours with my incarcerated loved one every week. All right. All right. So while you're sitting in this parking lot awaiting uh, passage, let me let's let's, uh, get you to introduce yourself to everybody. Hi, good morning. I'm Tracy Zulawaga. I am the Executive Director of Post-Conviction and Attorney Citizens of Life. And we are based out of Brandon, but we're throughout the Something happened. What happened? Uh, it was, it was, yeah, I don't Tracy, know. Tracy, she... you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, we had a, we had a, a disturbance there. Okay. Um, let's, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Okay. Uh, good morning. I am Tracy I'm the executive director of Post Commission and Returning Citizens Alliance. We're based in Brandon, but we work with people throughout the state. Okay, all right. Um, tell us, Tracy, what what is uh, what is your role within the organization? Um, well, I have two primary focuses, and one is post conviction assistance for those that need it that are either illegally sentenced, wrongfully incarcerated. Uh, ineffective assistance to counsel, whatever the case may be, what what post-conviction remedies might be available to those that are incarcerated. And then to provide any resources, referrals, connections to those that are coming back to the community. Okay. All right. That's a very good point um, that that uh, you bring up as you're, as you're describing that is uh, the assistance that's, that's needed for those who are coming back to the community. That's a very big issue that was discussed last week. Uh, and that is how do we how do we resolve the issue of recidivism, right? Um, through giving aid um, with regard to uh, people who are returning citizens and making certain that they are not in the same environment that put them there to begin with. 
Am, am, I, am I correct about that in some ways? How do we solve that? I mean, is, is, that, is that one, is that a, a solution? Um, um, that would require certain people, entities, powers that be, to actually care <laughs> or acknowledge that it is a responsibility of ours. Okay, okay. I wanna, first, I want to say is everything that I say is an opinion based on my experiences and observations, personally and professionally. And, you know, the, the buzz phrase these days is I don't identify. I don't identify as Republican or Democrat. I want the right person to do the job. Right. In all areas, fair way. Right. So, right. Kanye, he was a waste of time. Oh, he God. Media, he's got managers. I don't know who booked them. If he's not doing something good, they need to take him off and get him medicated. Hello. You know, I, I go both ways. He's done some good things. I would rather see people list, okay, he's done this right. This is what was done wrong. If you're not going to go back to office, how to these things. Same thing with Chris. <laughs> I mean, we have to really start touting solutions, holding people accountable, and not just pointing out the problem. Because that's just a lot of talk. Nobody wants to ask. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Um, As the prison pipeline, I have thought in K through twelve innovation, entrepreneurship, education, and invention to the underserved and underrepresented communities. And you know, it's a phenomenal thing that's not afforded to everyone. You know, not uncommon to know that it's not always afforded in those communities where you know the quality of education is less. And then when I have these conversations with guys in the prison, they're like, God, if I would have known that, I wish I could have learned that in school, you know. Right, right. So what... But, I mean, we all understand that the prison system in Florida is set up merely for punitive and profit. There is nothing rehabilitative, reformative. There is nothing put in place to reform them when they leave. Mm -hmm. um, and without everyone getting together and not being competitive, and me, 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 and I, 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 insisting on people doing their jobs and their responsibilities, it's not going to change. You have 68% of your incarcerated population doesn't have a high school diploma. Wow. And they're not allowed to get one if they want one. They have to meet a certain criteria. How do we... Can't go to college because they decide that they can't be with the resident. Well, they're surely a resident when we're paying for them, but we can't educate them. Right, right. Okay, so that, that exactly, exactly. That was something that was discussed last week is the fact that the educational component was taken out of the uh, out of the prison system. Uh, so people cannot, people who are, who have the opportunity to come out in a reasonable amount of time uh, are able to come back into society and to possibly uh, better situations than when they left by way of education, by way well, of education. See my question to you. Mm -hmm. When you are given a sentence to go to prison, shouldn't there be an A, B, and C? You need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. Right. Our tax dollars are paying for 80,000 men and women to sit on a bunk all day. We have created this problem because all we have done is create better criminals and worse addicts. 
that's all we're doing. That is, wow. Now, FCOC will show some programs and some education, and, you know, it's the PC thing to do, and I'm glad for those that can participate, but it's about 1500 a year out of 80000 How much does it cost to to, to uh, maintain, if you will, one person in the prison system? Um, I want to say they cost you fifty some dollars a day. So I'm not sure if you're aware of this. If something happens to you as a result of DOC and you sue them and you win, the next day DOC is going to sue you and get all that money back for you today. My, my understanding is that it's somewhere around about $20,000, about $20,000 to maintain one person in in the in the prison system. Well, it can't cost much to put somebody on a two-inch piece of foam in a six-by-eight cell, double-stacked, and feed them peanut butter. Do the math. It's not that difficult. Man. Yet we got, what, 30, 30 foot million for 300 national guards. Right. I'm not making that money, but it's the rest of it going. Right, right, right. Very good point. So Very good tax point. dollars are paying for this. If you sue, you can get the money back. Every contract with the COC has a kickback. And they're profiting off every other thing. I mean, this should be paradise. They should be in college all day. Fourth state. Hmm? Yeah, um, I just like to throw out there the idea that there are at least five states who are trying to remove the exception clause in the Thirteenth Amendment to the Constitution that banned slavery or involuntary servitude, except as a form of criminal punishment. So, uh, looks like at least one state has already tackled that, uh, but some people are uh, hoping that people will will still be allowed to to work and earn in in prison, but they want the exception clause removed. So there are at least five states who have put it on the ballot. Do you think this is a worthwhile cause? Um, I have some issue with the work that's done. I mean, I know there are those that work on the prison property and they get cents on the dollar off whatever debt they have. And you know, he is profiting off all of these businesses. And then you have work release, and you can have three guys in a room, and they're going to take 55% of your check. But even that's done unfairly. This guy makes 17, this guy makes 11, this guy makes 9. There's nothing fair about it at all. Okay. And I watch officers walk guys out that are EOSing at the end of sentence and leaving. And I said one day to an officer, I said, well, I must be, I must be the good of your job, seeing them go home. He said, no, not really, because I know which ones are coming back. Wow. It is designed to come back. Wow. Let me give you a couple of recent examples. One of the prisons released a 60-something-year-old man, the fucker, on a Sunday, where nothing was open, and gave him a piece of paper that said, here's where you can sleep that they, can't, that they won't harass you. Could you not have held until Monday when they opened? Makes no sense. Released another one with leukemia, 14 days of med, no options for medical health care. When I finally got to him, he was breaking the pills into little pieces just to have a little bit of his medness. Zero accountability. So you have an uneducated 
came in that could have come in with addiction that likely was raised in some sort of generational poverty or neglect or abuse or foster care or whatever the case may be. And we let them sit in here with 80 men in a dorm figuring out how to get a cigarette for 20 bucks. Right. So there's no real reform. The, so, so the confirmation of what, so this is, this folks is, is another, another bit of confirmation with regard to our discussion last week uh, with Senator Brandis, where we were discussing the issue of reform. There is none. There, 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 there literally is no real reform. As a matter of fact, there isn't any at all. It is right. well, a that's, story that's that... Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Right. When our kids are toddlers, we put them in timeout. They stand there by themselves, and they're supposed to figure out what they did wrong. Cope, adapt, pivot, and evolve. Not going to happen. Elementary school, you're pushed to the side away from your kids or outside the door. Figure out what you did wrong. Middle school and high school, let's just send them and send them home to sit again. Now let's put them in prison to sit again. Where did we learn anything? about being a man or being a woman or being a provider or being an educator or financial education or basic life skills or social skills. You've learned nothing, much less the skip. You came in here because you didn't have the, you thought that the best thing to do was go rob a dollar tree with a, you know, AR, and that was a good day. Five of you are going to split 400 bucks. And I talk to these guys every day and I tell them, when y'all got up that morning, and you said that let's rob somebody. Was that the best use of throwing your life away? Was a dollar tree? Right. <laughs> no thought process. You're not. Nobody thinks past the end of their note. It's just right now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Again, um, this might be. There has to be. Um, I know that uh, uh, my my dear friend uh, Freddie. Barton, which I'm not sure if he was supposed to come into the studio today um, to discuss the issues more directly with regard to what was being done here um, in in the Tampa Bay area with regard to that and how he's working through uh, his program here with kids primarily and which is which is kind of an early intervention methodology which a lot of people, are trying to do now is is working through early intervention in these in these particular cases, uh, and I I do believe in that in that approach. The so I don't negate it. It, it I support that. Um, I think that there's some real from what, K through eight. If you this is the first thing that never evolved back, you know, decades ago. You went to school to learn reading, writing, arithmetic. Right. And why is that all they taught you? Because everything else, you had a stay-at-home parent that was to give you the other skills. When we left the 50s and had two working parents, the education system never evolved to compensate for the loss of all those other skills. Right, right. In fact, in fact, they took away those things from those skill sets, uh, skill, those courses and curricula that, that, were, that would have given us those skills. Uh, like shop, drafting, things of that nature, um, that were vocational skills, were taken out of the high schools, taken out of secondary schools, um, as alternatives to university, right, uh, or community college. That is a that is a travesty, 
because you're once you're taking those skills out, you're taking on an, an economic an economic uh, gain, if you will, from the community at that particular point because it's gone. I mean, how else are you going to get it, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's limited outside of the public school system. It's a limited opportunity. Um, right. I had four children that I've helped to raise, and they've been in private, public, and charter. I don't know that one is better than the other. It's the way the system is designed as a whole. Public school systems, your kids are labeled, they have ADHD, they have this, they have that, they right. put the letters behind names, they get more funding. Right. It had to do with fixing the problem. Right, right, right. right My right. son is ADHD, ADD, and short-term memory disorder. I refuse to medicate him because I know he's going to have to learn to cope in the real world when he works and becomes an adult. Right. So why would I medicate him through his entire formative years for him to now come out and not be able to deal? The, you know what? Kudos to you, man. Kudos to you. I know so many people who've not done that, and they concede. Uh, they concede and and to the establishment with regard to that. And just accept the labels as they've been placed on these children at a very early age and kept them from being able to function. I mean, the parents just accept it and say, okay, well, we're just going to give you this pill or these pills. And and if you don't give it to them, there's a, there's a legal repercussion. There's a legal I have a repercussion. Son that is also 80, uh, it's my son's half brother. That is also ADD and ADHD. His mother would either over-medicate, take on, take off. So he never functioned old school. And I saw what that did to him, and I said, I'm not doing that. But you have to, as a parent, you have children. You can have a child, you know, easier than you can get a dog. You have to put in the work. When your child's diagnosed, what is an alternative method? I've researched. I'm not going to medicate my kid. What do I need to do? I need to change the environment. I need to declutter. I need to do this. You, as a parent, have an obligation to still raise your children. So many think we're going to go drop them off at school and somebody else is going to do the job for me. Right, right, exactly, exactly. School for a foundation. Home is for putting in the rest. You still have to do work to have children. Thank you. Thank you. That, that, is, that, is, such a, that is such a very real... That's, that's, that's perhaps the best definition, Right. That of of parenting now that I've I've heard publicly stated, right? With regard to this issue, we have I mean, like parenting has a new definition now. There's a whole new definition. The the nuance to it uh, is based on uh, um, I mean, it's always been protection, right? Protection of your children, right? If you're a parent. You know, you got to protect your child. But now there are new enemies. It, it Like, you know, drugs, like your kids on drugs, right? You know, you try to kill, it used to be, you know, you keep them off crack, you keep them off cocaine, you keep them off, you know, weed, or back then it was weed, whatever, you know. But, but I mean, you keep them off these things that are, that are so bad for them. These things have been legalized. These things have been legalized. To the point that they're saying that they're utilizing them and placing your children on them because of behaviors that now there's a there's a question of the validity 
of those behaviors in terms of real medical terminologies, right? ADD, ADHD, you know, is that real or is it a behavioral thing? You get what I'm saying? Like, is it... My son's frustrated to no end because I will ask him to do something and then go in five minutes later and it's not done. I'm like, God, I'm like, Mom. And he came out the other day and he looked at me and he said, Mom, I just want to tell you, for the number of hours that you and get frustrated, that is my all day, every day, in school, with my friends. It was only at that moment that I said, I almost regret not medicating him, but this same child is graduating a year early, has a job has career goals, multiple of them, and has said, I'm going to, you know, I want to retire at 30. Right. It may not happen. I told him, you know, you have to be able to pivot and adapt in life because life doesn't work out the way you think in high school. That's uh, very, I that's... I have adult children that have not quite got that message yet. Right, right, right. It, it, something to consider. Something to consider, folks. Um, it, it is, first of all, uh, it is eight. 847 uh, this Sunday morning here on the Sunday Forum. This is your host, Walter Smith II. And uh, we are discussing the issue of the uh, school-to-prison pipeline and solutions with regard to that. Yet, we, are, we in order to come up with solutions, we have to understand the nuances, the new nuances of this issue. And, and it has now changed. The, the game has changed and there are uh, there are new players on the board, or maybe they've they've already been there. Those players have already been there, right? But we're just now realizing it. I think that's 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 what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing is that people are starting to realize now. Uh oh, these are these are new players. I'm sorry. Say, say it again. Are you referring to certain legislators that are more active and vocal? Yes, yes. I, I, may, I'm, I that's one part that I'm that I'm pointing out to. But I'm also looking at the what we were just discussing with regard to um, with regard to the rules. I mean, the whole game changes with legislation, right? The whole game changes with people who come into office that we place in office who make these rules that. That play that that play this this game of chess, right? That actually moves our children around, right, and places them in, on a pathway to lose. It, right. it is not it does not put you on a pathway. It seems to succeed. It puts you on a pathway to lose, and they 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 make you think that you're on a pathway. To success somehow, and I, I just—I mean, it's like that is—that's devastating. That's a devastating thing to think about, Miss Rodriguez. Please. Yeah. So, as someone who works in the public school system, um, I've only been working there for maybe like six months or so, and I've seen a lot of different classrooms. Um, and I think the main problem is that our public schools are underfunded. And they're short-staffed. There's a giant teacher shortage. But I would like to say that from when I went to school in like elementary school and middle school, which wasn't that far away, I'm seeing whole new systems of how to um, properly handle kids with behavioral issues. There's not really any time out anymore. It's okay, let's go to the side. Let's take a breather. 
let's identify what made us angry, what made us upset. It's completely new from when I went to school. And the fact that these kids now have access to breakfast and lunch and a snack to take home because of the reforms that have been going through schools is really important because when I was a kid and I didn't eat breakfast in the morning, like that was it. Like you got a paper bag for lunch and then everyone was just like staring at you because you couldn't pay. Um, And so with this, I really want people to emphasize and to stand behind teachers who are going through these like really difficult times because they aren't getting paid enough. They aren't, their whole week, their whole lives are for these children. Like they, they go home and they cut out everything they need for the class the next day. They're working 60 hours a week for these kids. And it would be a lot better if we, there was more funding. And I know Governor Brandt, or not Governor Brandis, um, Senator Brandis was saying that he wanted to have more correctional officers, more um, money for their higher pay, higher this, when it starts back when they're kids. And as for like police and schools, it's always a tricky situation. And from what I know and what I've seen, a lot of kids are taught, honestly, like I'm not gonna say this is wrong, but if someone hits you, you have the right to hit back. And because of that, a lot of kids are getting arrested in schools when it's just something that they're taught. And it's not something that's out of line. Like when somebody crosses your boundary, you have a right to say like, I'm not push- I'm not accepting that behavior. Um, so it's really just a whole encompassing um, situations with a lot of nuances where it's goes back to making sure that kids are getting the education that they need and also like bringing back those programs, which gives them actual tangible skills. Because for a lot of kids, even back in the 70s and 50s, both of their parents had to work. They didn't have the opportunity to, um, and they themselves would have to work. So now going through the school system, learning tangible skills is something that's really important, especially now within a recession, because not everyone wants to have a office job. What? 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 Rodriguez at the Tampa Bay Criminal Justice Summit next weekend. Um, I have heard about it. My group would, is does know about it. It is a little expensive if you're not a student, kind of. <laughs> but we're definitely looking into it. Okay, it's uh, hosted by all three solicitors and the Florida Prison Reform Allied Partners as well as Florida Cares and myself and some others. But this is really probably one of the first events where you're bringing together people from all sides, mm-hmm. not just legislators, not just advocates, not just people working in the criminal justice system, which is really long overdue. Everybody needs to kind of come together. And the biggest hurdle that you have in prison reform or what's going to lead them there is lack of education because the average person, if you're not directly impacted, oh, they're in prison, they belong there, they must have done something, that's how it is, they got caught in the cot, life is easy. That's not true. Your job is to get through the day without getting stabbed. That's your job in prison. We're not going to get educated, we're not going to learn anything, we're not going to get mental health, you know, we're going to stay alive. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely true. Um, 
folks, it's we are. Nobody wants to discuss it. Right. That's this is the place to discuss it. Uh, and this is the time to discuss it, folks. This this morning here on the Sunday Forum, as we're discussing the issue of the school to prison pipeline, um, and we're well, looking at your minor child did something wrong and you punish them. Are after that punishment is over, are they now no longer men? Are they not forgiven? Are they not given an opportunity to do something else or do better? Of course, you don't do it to your children, but once you're arrested as an adult or a juvenile truck capacity, you are now subjected to warehousing and the humanization and no reform. Right, right, which, which is exactly the, the terminology that was used uh, by Senator Brandis last week, which was warehousing, right, warehousing of, of people. Uh, and, and, and that's what this, that's what the prison has turned into. And we've got to make certain that the people that are coming out are not just warehoused, just just sitting there. If you, if you watch if you watch any of these documentaries right now, um, and this that's what they've turned into is documentary uh, opportunities, right? Um, is to go in with a camera and just have a ball, just have a ball. If it's just a free for all, right? And they just they just exploit the people that are in there. For the purposes of public education, not, not public education, education so much as is public entertainment, literally, to watch them go through their everyday lives without, and, and then turn right back around when the cameras are off, then these people have to live a life behind those bars, right? And there's no, there's no classroom, there's no growth, there's no nothing. That same bad habit or same same um, thing that they were doing outside on the streets, they're doing behind bars. And they're having to survive behind these bars. And whatever those whatever those bad habits were they were doing outside, they're doing in there now. And so where where's the change? Where's the change in this whole thing? That's that's what we're discussing this morning here on the Sunday Forum. How do we how do we rectify that? Um, and and we have um, we we have hit on something here this morning that there are new challenges to the I think I think not necessarily not necessarily new challenges even right they're probably they're they're the same challenges only we're just realizing and putting a name to them right and we're giving that information to you now. At, for us to establish a perspective, right? And to know exactly how to move on those issues and those challenges in, in, the, in a way that we can be more successful. And being, what does that success look like, right? How do we move in a way that we can, that we can, uh, that we can win? And it, because right now, it doesn't look like we're winning at all. Not at all, right? No. But... Those that you see now about prison are love after lockup and 60 days and rookie year. Right. It's not a true representation of the process. Honestly, I'm a, it, it, I couldn't sleep last night thinking about this. I would like to draw up a curriculum, a program, a one, you know, nine week something. You need to be educated in high school on what happens when you get an offense. What is this process? Because you don't know as a parent 
I, you know how many parents I have to talk to? And this is my line. You never knew this was an education you had to have. So now you have uneducated people in a warehouse situation, parents that know nothing, missing filing deadlines, can't defend themselves properly. I mean, it's a, it, it is just designed for every single corner. And you have some people that did the crime and belong in here. That doesn't mean they need to sit idle. They need to do something. You have those that, you know, took a charge for somebody else because they didn't want to talk. You have those that have been illegal sentences. You know, have truly, you know, claims of actual innocence. But I would like to, you to tell me, when is the last time you ever heard a wrongful conviction overturned within five years? You have to go through this system for decades to get anything done right. It's not an easy task. It's not an easy process. At all. At all. Um, folks, we have uh, uh, one minute. One minute left before we have to go into NPR. Is that correct, Miko? Yes. All right, all right. So what we're going to well, do is... Well, you wouldn't mind asking anybody who knows nothing about the prison system or criminal justice and isn't affected, just come learn. Come listen. Just come learn. Talk to the legislators. Talk to the advocates. Talk to the people that live this life. Absolutely. See if you don't find something out that you didn't know where your tax dollars are going. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, hang tight for us. Hang tight for us. Saturday the 29th. All right, all right. Hang tight for us. We're going to bring you back. We're going to bring you back. Do you have time to stick with it? Stick around with us? Um, for after the after the NPR? I'm still there? Right. Okay. So hang tight for us just for a moment. Uh, this is the Sunday Forum with your host, Walter Smith II, and then the members of the Fourth Estate crew uh, as we are dealing with this issue of the school to prison population.